Down to the Nub Podcast, the cigar podcast show focusing on premium cigars and good times. With industry leaders, cigar giveaways, interviews, and more, here are your hosts, Cigar Show Tim and Brandon Cigar Mechanic Wells. Let's get it started. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 61 of Down to the Nub Podcast. Dude, with us not doing Sundays, is it is it going to throw off our numbers? Because we kind of were like odd numbers of this and even numbers of that, Thursdays and Sundays. It did, and then we missed like a Sunday or two, and so it like made it all right, and now we're making it all wrong again. Yeah. Yeah, it felt weird you saying 61 for the pre-record. Yeah, because last pre-record was 60. Yeah, which is awesome, dude. We're 61 episodes into this. Isn't it cool? Dude, it's crazy. It doesn't seem like that's enough. It's flown by, but it seems like we just started. Yeah. like it's, Isn't that crazy? It is. But look at what we... And we talked about it last episode or the one before... Look at how much the community has jumped on board with Down to the Nub, how many new people have gotten into the cigar world, how many lives have been impacted, what God has done ministry-wise, and and just what has taken place. I love it. Yeah, I think it's really, really cool. And I, I, don't, I don't know. if Did I share? I, I haven't. Oh, crap. Ooh, what? I, I, I dude, this is gonna get. We're gonna get like right into this this episode. Holy crap, that's cool. Well, I've um, got all four eyes on, so I'm ready to watch. Yeah, almost six. Almost. Yeah. Because I'm that old. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into this, because like, dude, I just I realized that like I haven't shared because while we were doing this between the last recording and this one, um, I've I've had Louis Cuevas and Alex Alec Cuevas with me in town. And some yes. really cool stuff happened during that time. But before we get into that, um, what are you smoking? You know, <clears throat> we had a couple of guys on a few months back. And I think their names were something like Jeffrey Amandola and Chris Monaco uh, with Amandola Family Cigars. And so I am having the Amandola Natural. And I just lit it up. It's their Habano. And let me tell you, this has got some spice right from the mm. get-go. Well mm, done. It's good. It's good. Yeah. <clears throat> what about um, you? Well, you know, a couple months ago, we had a family on, and uh, or a gentleman on, by the name of uh, Ernesto Perez Carrillo. And yes. um, I don't know why. I just was trying to copy your intro to your cigar. But uh, <laughs> saw him smoking the Hippie Carrillo New Wave. Uh, let's see if we can get that to focus, because earlier it was focusing on everything else. Oh, there we go. There we go. It worked. Dude, the Ipicario. Look at that wrapper leaf on this thing, man. Beautiful. Just I, beautiful. I had that one a couple nights ago. So good. Oh, dude. Uh, somebody who was smoking this the other day, and they were like, I really like that a lot. I don't know. I, everybody that smokes it. I know, right? Pretty much. Yeah. That's what yeah, we're so, with. Everybody that smokes it likes it. Like, you know, the pledge that I rated, you know, number one for 2020. Yes. What awesome, dude. What a what an honor and what a cool uh, to, to have that rate as number one by you, man. That's that's cool, man. I think that cigar is going to do really well this year. If not, it's going to be next year that we'll see it up in the top five. Um, it may be too early this year for it, but I, I think with, like, Cigar Aficionado and just amongst the different um, um, reviewers and 
mm-hmm. bleed blue people and stuff. I think we'll see it up in the in the the high ratings here this year and next. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, it got re- it got released pretty late, so I don't know that it's early enough yet, or if it's been around long enough yet for. And it only got released to a limited number of shops. I think ninety shops in the country, so mm-hmm. not everybody's been able to access that cigar. Now, have all the prizes for finding the signed bands been claimed? Do we know? I don't think they have. And um, I think the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory golden ticket type idea was a phenomenal one. But I I think that in the movie, obviously, all the tickets were found. I don't think that that's reality, um, that all the tickets will be found. So I'm not sure what the plan is there or where they're at. I have not got an update on that. But um, it seems just based on their social media posts, like like they haven't all been found yet. Have they found, I haven't like intentionally tracked it. Have they found many of them? I, I know there was, I want to say there was at least two that I know of that were found. Okay. Um, if I remember right, I think there was about that I, that I've seen just in social media posts. So other than that, I, I don't really get to hear a lot about it because it doesn't involve my work and what I do other than right. trying to inform people in some way that to look on the inside of your band. Um, I don't know, one of my buddies played a joke on me the other day and like scribbled something on the inside of it. And I was just like, oh, really? You found it? That's weird. Cause I was in my samples. It wasn't in one of the boxes. And, and I, it wouldn't be in my samples. Yeah. And I, I kind of like, I'm, I'm typically not the gullible person, but I fell in, I, I, I fell for it um, for a short second. Then I was like, wait a tick. That's not Ernesto's signature. That's, yeah. that's just scribbles. Yeah. No. So, yeah. So you were going to jump into something a minute ago until we got into what we're smoking. Yeah. Uh, so I, I had I had uh, Lewis and Alacuevas with me um, over the last uh, or last week, and uh, really really cool. I, I love those guys so much, man. And and uh, Alec was out early this year, very early before all the COVID stuff. Nice hydro flask. Um, yes, so gorgeous. I had to go with the cigar mechanic one. Just Dude. you know, just had to do it. You got to do it. You got to do it. And uh, I love when they come out and visit because it, and every time they come out and visit, like we just get, it seems like we get closer and closer. And I just, I text them when, when they left this time and I was like, I actually felt like my family was leaving me this, this year. Like when you guys were here and I'm throwing you guys on the plane to, to, to get out of Dodge, I felt like I was ditching my family. Hmm. And they just, just the relationship was so cool. We had like this trip, was so relaxed we we the expectations were were set in advance we knew what we were going into uh with the trip mm-hmm. and the whole <clears throat> the whole event the whole trip and everything was just whether people showed up for the little cutting lights we did or not it just didn't matter we we laughed we joked we had a good time we had some great dinners we we traveled you know we visited just a few shops instead of trying to cram a ton a ton in and dude it was just such a great time but uh, what I was going to say was, though, is we were over at uh, Cigars Daily, mm-hmm. and uh, they they did a recording there with Tim, so that that's going to be coming out sometime soon, and uh, which was actually a really cool recording, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be a really cool show that he put together for that, nice. and uh, pretty excited for that release. But so then they go back into the back office, and normally I would go with them as we're talking about cigars and business and all that stuff, and. At, they they go to the back and one of the guys up up front because their studio Tim's studio is up front right and you have to come mm-hmm. in through the the so if nobody's the been there yeah you have to walk through the lounge to get back to his office 
And so they all kind of go through. And as I'm going through, one of the guys goes, hey, brother, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm like, hey, dude, how you doing? You know, and, and we kind of go back and forth for a second. And he asks me, he goes, how's the church coming? Hmm. I really haven't talked a ton about, you know, we talked here, obviously, about House of Rejects. And, and it's it's the church. It's not a building. And so there's a confusing there. It's, it's a church, not a building. Yes. Uh, ministry. And uh, so we, 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 I answer a question and, and we kind of get into going back and forth about um, just starting to talk about God. And like, I'm supposed to be back in this business meeting, but I just don't care. Like, and it wasn't, it wasn't even a thought that I was supposed to be back there. Mm-mm. But the cool thing was, is he's, he's listened to down to the nub. That's awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. So he's heard some of this information on Down to the Nub, and he's like, dude, as I've listened to your podcast, and then I've heard about you over here, and I heard about the ministry that you're doing through this guy, you know, uh, through over at uh, Stag Tobacco, uh, Moses. Mm-hmm. And, Good guy. Oh, awesome, dude, man. Just a sweetheart. Part of part of the Wednesday night men's group we do, and, and just such a great brother in Christ. And, uh, and before I knew it, like, I'm standing there, and, like, he says to me, he goes, he goes, man, I'm so glad you're here. He's like, I first heard about the ministry you're doing and like guys hanging out in a lounge, smoking cigars, like at some dude's house. And, you know, like, he's like, yeah, whatever, you know, thinking, I think he kind of thought of it like, you know, the women's book club. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just an excuse to get together and cackle and drink wine. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, but then he started hearing more and more about it and then he's seen our show and, uh, it was just really cool because he starts asking me questions about about God and about ministry, about the mm-hmm. church. And there's another dude sitting there, and, and and I've met them before, and I'm so bad with names. So I don't remember your face every time. I just won't remember your name. You're always dude and bro to me. There you go. And it was cool because as we're talking, then he would cut in and go, yeah, and man, in Scripture, in this verse, it says this and this and this. So, like, he was that scholarly mind. Like, he understood Scripture and, like, knew right where to go and that's not me i'm just the big picture like i've heard it before and here's my translation of it yeah and dude i'm standing there like i'm standing not even sitting down i'm standing and like oh like i felt like i was preaching like it was just really cool because there's opportunity for questions to be asked and i'm just i I don't even know what i'm answering half the time but it was and and at the end of he goes man i i didn't even he's like i really didn't think like i need to go to cigars daily and have a cigar he's like it wasn't something i wanted he's like i wasn't even wanting a cigar but something told me i needed to come here and he goes this is exactly why i needed to come here he's like listening when god talks bro it was so cool it was the neatest thing so then like they finish with their meeting they're coming out and like lewis is like all right dude let's go and that normally normally that's my job Mm-hmm. you know and he's like all right let's go and i'm like no we're talking god right now like i literally like yet. look up because i finally sat down i look up and i'm like no we're talking god right now and he's just like that's cool we gotta go and i was like <laughs> and you know he's a faithful man too but he's just yes. you know, we do have a schedule and we need to keep we had a meeting coming up and i was like no we got time right now dude we're talking god like you guys go back and talk some more and he's like all right brother we gotta go <laughs> so he's like dragging me out the door i'm like no screw the cigar stuff let's talk god right now Role reversal. And yeah, yeah. It was it was so I'm like I almost handed him my keys and said, dude, just shoot up to the meeting. Here's the directions. Like just you go and I'm gonna sit here and we're gonna talk God. Oh, just such a cool moment. Isn't it cool when God just ordains moments where you don't know why, you don't know how, and you just run into somebody and it just turns out so 
like beautiful. There's no yeah. other way to describe it. It's literally a beautiful moment that only God could orchestrate. I love it when those things happen. I mean, I've had a couple of those in my life, and it's just one of those things where you look back and you go, wow, that was cool. And, yeah. And you get recharged, they get charged up, and it's just like, wow, only God can do that. I mean, I was telling some guys lately, some of our friends, how I went to uh, stop off and, and pick up my new permit through Riverside County for some stuff that was going on and pick up my permit. And the lady behind the counter is talking and she's like, oh, hey, you know, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and all that. And she said, Merry Christmas. So at first I was like, oh, you're, you're a normal person. I appreciate that. You said Merry Christmas. And <laughs> you're not a typical California Nazi. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you, you're, yeah. And, and we get to talking and she goes, oh, do you have plans for Christmas? What are you going to do? And I just, you know, told her we've got family. We're going to go from here to there. We're going to do some different things. And of course, you know, wanted to be respectful and hearing what she was going to be doing. I said, oh, what about you? What plans do you have? And it instantly became a downer moment because she goes, well, I lost my husband this year to COVID. I lost my mom to COVID. So I'm all alone. And I thought, oh, and my heart just sank. And I just thought, and, and I said, I am so sorry to hear that. And she goes, yeah. And then I texted some friends and I thought, you know what? I'm alone. Let me reach out to a couple other friends that are in the same situation. And let's just see if we all want to get together, whether it's in person, virtual, whatever it is. But I'd love to invite them to come over so that we could all be together. And she goes, and I just got this horrible hate email back from one of my friends how dare you why would you even think of that with how you lost people why would you even want to be around others and blah 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 oh, and just went on and i just thought okay you've lost your husband and you've lost your mom that is not a response anybody should be giving you right now right it should be sympathy and i'm so sorry i can understand yeah. why you want to be around i don't feel the same way so i'm going to take a pass but have a great christmas and she finished this is telling me all that stuff and and I just said, you know, and the person came out, gave me the permit that I needed for the county and, and, and I was moving on. And and I looked at her and I just said, I will be praying for you at Christmas, that you have a blessed Christmas and that you get to hang out with people who you're supposed to be around and that you'll support each other. And she looked at me and her face just totally softened. And she said, thank you for that. And I hope you and your family have a Merry Christmas. Uh, and she she goes, Seriously, thank you for saying you'll pray for me because I need it. And I looked mm. at her and I just smiled and I said, absolutely, it's the least I can do. God bless. Have a great day. And it ended where she was sharing really heartbreak. Yeah. And then I walked away and it was like, who cares about the permit I just picked up? God, that's why you had me come right now just right. before they close so that you could orchestrate that moment. And you could just see her face just soften and lighten up and just go, Oh, that was a positive end to my work day. And uh, like that just made the whole rest of my afternoon. Sure. Yeah. It's it awesome. See, my wife hates moments like that because I'm the dude that's like, hey, here's my address. We're doing a Christmas party at this come time. On come on over. You know, it's just like <laughs> I'm the dude that's like, ah, just come join us, man. You know, and even if it's like we're just doing our Christmas mornings, our family, like she would be sitting there in the living room. My wife would be like, who's this? I don't know. Some lady I met over here at the thing, but, you know, mom died, husband died. Like she needed somewhere to go. Yep. My wife would be like, all right. And you're here. Welcome. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, do you need some coffee? Like, can we help you? <laughs> There's only one coffee worth serving this Christmas, though. Yeah. You ban. Yes. 
yeah, yeah. Or no, there's a um another one. It's um Hills Brothers? No, it's not that one. Not that one. It it kind of resembles an action that happens after you drink the Oh, Turbojet. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, turbojetcoffee.com. Go pick some up. Yes. <laughs> that should be your whole commercial, dude. Like with that <laughs> Just like dog and other coffees. <laughs> Is that one? No, no, that's not it. Black Rifle? No, no, not that one. Those guys are pretty cool, though, but no. No. Just what thinking, was what was it? it? It's like Fast Car? No. No. Speedy speedy Boat? No. no. Turbo Jet? Yeah, that's it. That's right. And there should be, like, Turbo and Jet talking, having this conversation. So, like, the little Jumbo Jet cartoon guy and Turbo, that little snail. Yes. They should be having the conversation about this. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> Oh, Done. I gotta make that happen now. Done. Yeah. Done. It's got to happen. Just hire yeah. an animator. It's only 100 grand. <laughs> Perfect. Well, fortunately, my brother went to USC to be an animator. So maybe it'll only be like, you know, double the price. Yeah, right? <laughs> Family discount, twice the price <laughs> for Family half the value. I went to USC. I've still got student loans. Uh-huh. So don't expect a discount. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it was cool, though. Uh, yeah. Just talking about it for a split second split second uh i ran into somebody at church and she was like hey i tried your coffee it was really good and i don't like coffee what did you do i'm like uh, i roast the beans and put them in a bag you grind them and you drink the bean water and she was just like no, no seriously i i make it for my husband i never drink it it smelled good i tried it and then i drank half the pot mm-hmm. so how do i order more and i was like oh here you go. Here's information. But it was just one of those like, oh, that was fun because I converted somebody to being a coffee drinker. And I will always celebrate that. Yeah, it was. It, it might have been the the little, um, you know, cocaine crystals and sprinkles you put in each bag. What do you think makes you go turbo? Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, hey, there, there's hey, a Tim, reason. Hey, hey Tim, I, I, I never drink this coffee. I really liked yours. I tried it. I tried it. And I, I smelled it. And it really smelled good. And, and, and it was for my husband. But I ended up drinking half the pot. Can I get some more? Can I get some more? <laughs> yes. Here's 10 more bags. <laughs> She's just wired for sound. She can hear her husband's hair grow and he's bald. Well, she, she did tell me after drinking half the pot, she's a teacher. And she could notice that she was just a little more wired for the rest of the day you as think? she was teaching. Yeah. You it, think? It was totally satisfying. Yeah. I don't ever drink coffee and I drink half a pot of TurboJet. Yeah. I think she would be wired for sound at that point. Game on. Yeah. Yeah. So it was cool. I love it, man. Yeah, I drink that every morning. Cold brew. There you go. Every single morning in my donut man cup. Oh, donut man. I know we've talked about donut man a lot, but yeah, oh, you just donut man. Listen, if, if for the two of you that listen to this show, if you uh, ever find yourself in Glendora, California, or near it, it's worth the drive. Go to Donut Man. It's worth the wait in line. Go to Donut Man. Donutman.com. Morning. Even at one in the morning. <laughs> I feel like donut everything's man. like I feel like everything's an ad right now. Donutman.com. <laughs> your provider of fine donuts in Glendora, California. <laughs> and Tony, we know you're listening to this one, so go to Donut Man because it's like around the corner from your house. Tony, oh yeah, yeah, dude. If he's not going to Donut Man, that's an issue. Yeah, big issue, bro. We're gonna have to talk about that one. And Tony, if you're going to camp in April and you don't bring me Donut Man, that's a bigger issue. That's gonna suck for the you know other fifteen of us that 
Tony walks up and he's just like, hey, Brandon, here's, here's, oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ask him to get any for you guys. And by the way, there's 19 more going right now. Oh, we got more. I cannot wait. And it makes me nervous, but crazy excited because my dad's going to be there and mm -hmm. my pastor's going to be there. Mm -hmm. And it, it, as much as God grew and stretched and challenged me, I know it's going to happen even more this next time. And I, I, I'm excited to see what he does. Oh yeah. I, I really am. I'm excited to see what God does and no agenda, no expectations, just God, you be God, do what, you know, you're perfect at and get me out of the way. You do you boo. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm super excited for you because, uh, you know, my dad was up there at the first one and he's been at a few of them. And uh, I, I it's it's interesting because the first time I went to camp, I, I think I said before, I went there to fix a father, um, which was my dad in my mind. But it was me that was being <laughs> repaired um, and it's made evidently and clear, which is funny because uh, this morning I went out front uh, to take the trash cans in and laying in the rocks was this beautiful feather just big just you know obviously one of the flight the wing flight feathers you know from a bird mm -hmm. so of course i scoop it up i mean just now every time i see a feather i'm like oh manaya i think of my daughter yep so i scoop it up and she was inside and i gave it to her and she's like did you find this out front and i said yeah she goes i saw that out there the other day when i was leaving to go do this and this and this and she's like i just said i'll just leave it and i said i'll go take it back she's like no and she like grabs it and holds it close she's like no so. Don't be an Indian giver. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, anyways, it would fit um, in your household, but yeah, I'm married an Indian. I guess like <laughs> by proxy, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it was so like every time I see one of these, like the nicer. I mean, obviously, like a little pigeon feather or chicken feather. I'm not thinking, you know. No. It, but when I see this feather, it's just laying there and it been there for a couple of days and through some wind, still there. It's just like, all right. Yet again, God knows what He's doing. Yeah. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, my, my daughter was doing some art and stuff like that with feathers. And that's when I first found the feather and made me think of her and restored our relationship and blah, 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 blah. And here we are today. So now when I see a feather, it just reminds me more and more of her all the time because she's a beautiful. <sighs> Dude, I just went to Dutch Brothers. I mean, that's why I mean, I'm like, yeah, because I just went to Dutch Brothers with her. <laughs> And uh, it was cool, like this little mini date. And we're just in line. We're talking because she's bringing a boy over tomorrow. So when this when this airs, it'll be. I forgot how to breathe. Sorry. That's okay. Yeah, that's it happens. Yep. But so what is today? Monday. Yes. Yeah. So tomorrow, Tuesday, uh, which will be what two days prior to when this airs. It's like uh, Back to the Future. Yeah, it's so weird talking like this. Um, Keep going, Marty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are we going to go back to the little rat feet in the back to future car? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she's bringing a boy over. So by the time this airs, we will have met this boy that she likes. And, uh, but we got to talk a lot about that tonight. We were, mm. she was asking me, you know, asking me questions. She goes, why do you, why are you so concerned about what he does for a living right now? And blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, because for a man, you know, we, 
not that we're supposed to, but like in a way, like we're bred to, and and we're we're meant to be the providers of the family, and that's just in men. And and I'm not, and I had to preface it with her. I said that doesn't mean that you stay home and you should be barefoot and pregnant, and you know, at home and you know, raising the family. But there's a reason why there's an actual scientific reason why, and because there's that chemical connection that's made at childbirth between the mother and their child. Mm-hmm. The father doesn't have that. Mm-mm. And that allows the father to be slightly more disconnected so he can go to work for the day and be away more. Um, I think it's beautiful for a woman to have a career or a business or something like that. I think that's awesome. I think they should have careers and be in Mm -hmm. business. And I'm not saying any of that. So don't take it that way. If you do, that's your fault. Yes. Um, But there's something about being the provider of the family as a man um, that just is right. And I noticed that when men are stay-at-home dads, um, they're not the provider for the family. You can see it just emotionally affecting them over a period of time. And they feel like, when you talk with those guys, I feel like less of a man. Yeah. Because I'm not providing for my family, right? A sense of, like, inadequacy. Yes. Thank you. Those are the words. There you go. You're welcome. Yeah. So I was just explaining that to her and talking, and it was just really cool to sit down and have that conversation. And she looks at me, she goes, you know, you're being a lot more cool about this than I would have, than I expected you to be. Just wait till it comes over. Yeah. And I wanted to say that, <laughs> trust me, like, cause I, I, I've been, I've been throwing the little stabs out there and all those little things. Right. But I just, it was an opportunity. I look at her and I just said, I said, baby, I'm just so proud of you. Hmm. I said, if I would have found out about a boy that was kissing you or something. You decided to go and just do this thing and not, not be respectful of us and our family and being um, actually open to what our input is. This would have been a completely different scenario. Yeah. I said, but you came to us and, and, and had a discussion and said, I would like to be a boyfriend. We talked about what that means. We set boundaries and lines and you set those instead of us. We had a mature conversation about this and I know it's going to happen, but this is the way it should happen. This is the way a family should be. Mm-hmm. And I'm so proud of you that you brought this and that you were willing to be open. I said, baby girl, I said for a couple things, one, it shows me where our relationship has gone in a short period of time that you mm-hmm. trust me enough and trust your mom enough to come to us and share this and say, hey, here's what I want. Mm-hmm. And that means a world to me. And I said, because because of that, I feel the obligation to respect you, which means not disrespecting him when he comes here and truly getting to know him. Because I could be the guy sitting in like a freaking leopard skin, uh, you know, uh, banana hammock and, uh, you know, dirty wife beater and like cleaning my gun and drinking a beer when he comes up man i'll do it i'm not scared man you know i ain't afraid to go back to prison you you know smoking a cigar and i I could be that guy but what that what's that gonna accomplish yeah and you know the the tone that that sets is far too stereotypical of a negative man these days yes and it yeah. doesn't belong. It's not fair. No, and and listen, if if something escalates and they they you know, get engaged and get married, if this turns into something, which mm-hmm. you know, it, 
if this is where her heart is and that's you know who she loves and that's what she discovers over you know this this period of time and she stays pure and true to herself throughout that period mm-hmm. um and he's respecting that um i i don't want to have started the relationship by pushing him away no now we are going to bring him over to testosterone zone and throw him in the cigar lounge with all the dudes and kind of see how that looks <laughs> oh yeah but I had to tell my Marine buddies and my Army buddies and everybody that's going to be in that lounge, like, guys, chill out. I know Manaya's your daughter, too. Like, we all see her as our as our daughter. Uh, yep. But but follow my lead on this one, please. <laughs> yeah. Let me drive the car. Just, just be a passenger and observe. Yeah. And when he walks out of the room, we can all talk about what we're going to do to him if he hurts Manaya. Yes. But let's not do that while he's in the room. No. Let's wait till he leaves. We'll light a cigar and we'll talk about how we're going to destroy his life if he destroys my daughter's life. And I will come out from California to Arizona to help contribute to that. Yeah, I mean, right? And so yeah. it's just that you know, I was talking to uh, I was talking to Travis and and Thomas and uh, JT and all them earlier, and they were saying the same thing. They're like, "Can we like?" can we be a part of this meeting? Can you put up the laptop and like project like put a TV up so we can all be a part? He's like, Travis, like I'll bring my own dinner. I'll just sit here in the garage and eat my dinner with the rest of you <laughs> virtually so that we can all say, Hey, he's got people everywhere. You ain't even going to be able to run and hide. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. You are safe nowhere. As my dad has said for years, especially when I was in high school and college, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, chances are I know somebody close to where you are. Yeah. And he was right. Mm-hmm. And, and on top of that, I know the people that can find you. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got some pretty good friends that can find anybody anywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, I will I will hunt you down and I will find you if you yes. hurt my daughter. And I I don't mean like listen, there's gonna be arguments, there's gonna be disagreements, gonna be fights, there's gonna be stuff like that. Like that that stuff's gonna happen. Oh yeah. But you hurt my daughter, I will you will regret it. <laughs> you will no longer have a few members of your body. Yeah, I'm not afraid to go back to prison. No. I've never been. Well, yeah. But I'm not so afraid let's... to go back. Let's just say field trips don't count. Visitations don't count. (laughs) (laughs) I was shipped off to another island because people didn't know how to deal with me. So I'm not afraid for that again. That's kind of like Alcatraz, I guess, in a sort of a way for a teenager. I'm not afraid of it. No, not at all. Yeah. I will protect my daughter, man. uh, Beyond belief. One, think of it from his perspective of getting to have a first interaction with her dad and have it be one where there is openness and trust and respect automatically gives him a temperature gauge of what your family's like and not yeah. just, oh, well, I know Manaya and I'm interested in her, but you guys are cold as ice and you may be serial killers because of what you've warned me of. It's completely different. It's a, a totally different environment to where he can show up and go they're open to this they want this they want to get to know me it's not like yeah just take my daughter and if she comes back crying you're dead right we want to get to know you too and you know one of my nieces my oldest niece recently went on a date with a guy and he 
to his credit, went back to my brother's house and sat there and talked with them and got to know them and did the same thing. No preconceived notions, no nothing. Just who are you? You're interested in our daughter. Yeah. We want to get to know you too. And I think that's just phenomenal. That's the way it should go. I don't remember, honestly, the first time I met my father-in-law because he was a fireman and he had this, you know, his work schedule. But I don't ever remember being nervous about talking to him or thinking like, oh, okay, he's a fireman. He's got police buddies, so I got to watch myself. There was never any of that. And it made it comfortable instantly. I remember meeting my father-in-law. Uh-oh. Yeah, I, I remember it vividly, and I remember going, "What am I getting myself into?" <laughs> As he's, you know, sharpening his scalping knife. It wasn't even that; it was worse. Um, <laughs> it it was it was a trip here to Arizona. This is my first time coming to Arizona, and I I grew up in the foothills of Los Angeles County, and you know the nice, clean, manicured neighborhood, white picket fence. You know, big. We had like. What people would look at, and they go, "Oh, that was like the perfect life." It was destroyed inside the house. Not, the house was always perfect too, but like the emotionally destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I come from California. This this green everything lifestyle, right? And I get, we get in the car, we drive to Arizona, and I'm like, all of a sudden, I'm in the middle of the desert. I'm just going, "Where are we going?" And so I, I meet my mother in law at a gravel pit. Uh, a mine where they crush the the rocks because she worked in the scale house at the gravel pit. So like, I, I had barely even been in like a mobile home in my life. Like, I I I granted, I, I kind of grew up in a little bit of a spoiled area, right? And uh, you know, it, the high school I went to, a kid got an A on a test, so his parents bought him the brand new Dodge Ram when they first came out, the blue stripes on them, Ooh, or the, the white stripes on the blue trucks. Yes, that was his gift for getting an A on the test. Yeah, well done. Um, so that's kind of the area I grew up in. So here we come out to the desert and um, I'm at this gravel pit and I meet her mom. And, you know, I think I talked about this before and say, Hey, you know, uncle Gerald, where's your teeth? The whole nine. <laughs> and, you know, I got them in my pocket and then we leave there and we go to the, her house and there's her dad, who was a very large man uh, with toothpick legs and sitting there, not realizing we were coming over and in his whitey tidies with a testicle hanging out. Oh, fun. Yeah, and in his rocker, and he's like, "I didn't know people were coming over." <laughs> it's like, "Well, good to meet you, sir." <laughs> it's like you almost want to reach down and like, kind of tuck it in for him, you know? Like, yeah. up here, you go. Let me help you out real quick. Good to meet you, sir. <laughs> and little man too. Yeah, and it was just, uh, and I just remember going like, "What am I getting myself into?" But I love this woman. She's 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 gorgeous. She's beautiful inside and out and here we are man you know 20 plus years later uh, still together and she she uh, she had the same experience that when she met my parents it was a whole like you know 400 questions diving into every personal part of her life and she's like what am i getting myself into (laughs) i don't know why she stuck around yeah I know why I stuck around because I got to get into like I got in tune with the redneck side of me growing up with like Mercedes and the nice home and stuff like that was never a part of like you know, the, the biggest gun no. I shot was a pellet gun, you know, so now I'm out here. I'm like guns, like fireworks, blow stuff up, big trucks, dirt, like, you know, front end loaders. Like, yes, you Bring know, it on. 
oh dude i was so excited i'm like yes i get to be that dirt rat and and uh so now i'm kind of like a prissy hillbilly i guess Prissy hillbilly. I've never ever heard it put that way. <laughs> well, so my wife says she's like, you can still see the California in there because like my shoes and my socks and my hat, like everything has to match still. Yeah. But then I'll go blow stuff up and I just don't care. Yeah, fire. Yeah, so I, I look good while I'm blowing stuff up. <laughs> yeah, whatever. See, you say blow stuff up and it takes me back to a previous episode where we talked about burning Christmas trees and now I'm just like ah, burning. I, I can't can wait. Can't wait till I'm so tongue tied because I'm excited till Christmas is done because we've got a big, huge dirt yes. like open area in the backyard. And I, I may need to take this year to educate the boys mm-hmm. on how quickly a Christmas yes. tree can catch fire. Yes. Educational purposes. Absolutely. 110%. Yeah. It yeah. is educational. It is, it is not the, uh, pyromaniac in me. Not it at is, all. It is not the uh, how hot, how quick can this flash? No, none of that at all. No. no, 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 no. Absolutely educational for my boys so that they understand Christmas tree fire safety. I'm feeling like they really need to understand like just how bad it could be in case gasoline were to spill on the Christmas tree. Yes. Yeah. Well, Maybe since we were actually given like for free an extra smaller tree for the boys because the guy at the lot was just like, hey, they want one. Just take it. It was a cutoff. It's yours. So maybe because I've got some diesel fuel in the garage too, maybe I'll show them the difference in flash points between diesel and, you know, regular gasoline. I I think that's a valuable lesson that every young child should learn. Yes, absolutely. It it shows them not to play with those things because now they understand the power and the danger of them. Yeah, don't touch the red can and don't touch the yellow can. So what day am I driving out for this? Uh, <laughs> December 27th. <laughs> the tree is it. always on the curb. Like, we hit New Year's, and for us here, I don't know how it became a family tradition, but it is. Like, our lights are on all night, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, they shut off and they don't go on again until they get put up the Saturday after Thanksgiving in the New Year, and so that's when like the tree goes out to the curb. Yeah, it's it's, it's Christmas goes there. away. Yeah, Christmas goes away. It's the New Year. Forget about 2020 and move on to 2021. And because it's going to be so God, much the same. It is, and well, let's or worse. Face it the the century is turning 21, and I think we may need a you know, hold its spear. Yeah. It, this is, is a, you know, what if, what if uh, 2020 is just a preview of 2021? <laughs> oh man, I hope not. I sure hope not. But well, I'll, I'll just say it this way before we get too much down the rabbit hole of craziness and bad memories of everybody for this year. This is releasing on Christmas Eve. Mm. And I'm right this week. I'm not off a week. It's releasing on Christmas Eve. Yes. So, uh, all jokes aside, all sincerity, Merry Christmas from us. And we're going to say Merry Christmas. If you want to say something else, you're welcome to. But I'm going to say Merry Christmas. But all joking aside, Merry Christmas to each and every one of you. We truly pray that you have a blessed Christmas with whomever, however you do Christmas and whatever's going on. Uh, Merry Christmas because it's Christmas Eve. Mele klikimaka. 
is the thing to say. <laughs> We're not singing, dang it. On a bright Hawaiian Christmas That actually day. means something. Uh, yeah, Merry, Merry Christmas to uh, all of you. We, uh, we appreciate you guys so much. And uh, if you're listening to this on Christmas Eve, we appreciate being a part of your holidays. Uh, if you're listening to this after Christmas Eve, uh, screw you. No, I hope you guys had a wonderful Christmas. <laughs> you're late. You don't count. You don't count. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I think, uh, you know, speaking of 2020 and, and you, you know, I don't want to bring up bad memories because what I would love for people to do is, and, and here's what I love. If you're watching this, you're listening to this, please comment uh, in, in the bleep bloops down below the box thing that says comment above it. I guess you can click on it and type stuff. Um, so if you figure that part out and get that far, um, you should have already subscribed and liked and rang the doodad in the corner. Um, that's shaped like a bell. And uh, I would like to ask that you comment in there uh, your most positive moment from 2020 yes i would love to hear that because I, I don't know about you and i actually i do know about you but i'm going to say it this way yeah, i don't know about, about you because i'm speaking to all of you out there um, i know about tim because we spent a lot of time together but for all you the listeners out there if you see nothing but negativity in 2020 this is an opportunity for you to dig deep and find something positive because i know turbojet coffee started because of what happened in 2020 for Tim. Mm -hmm. um, my business has been doing very well because of 2020. Um, and we've grown, you know, significantly. I'm so happy with that. Um, there's been so many blessings just in, in my family with our relationships getting closer and new mm -hmm. friends that we're meeting and, and new men's groups starting up in Bible studies and the online platform of that with that becoming oh, yeah. more and more live and, and becoming more available and more technology put into that because that's where everybody's forced to go. Mm -hmm. uh, the shutting down of churches. Yeah. That's been down. That's, that's kind of sucks, but it's opening eyes to, for, for, to true followers of Christ to find something different, better, stronger yes. to get closer. So there's so much positivity that's come out of this year. And I think that the people that are focused on the negative are just missing the beauty that's come out of this disaster. Yeah. And all of us can find one positive thing out of the year, whatever it is, it may be something that you think is so small and matters to nobody but you, but there's a positive, whatever it is, there is a positive that happened this year. Maybe it's you found down to the nub and you're one of the tens of listeners that we have, Yeah, but, but there is something positive and we've, We've had the blessing of meeting so many new people this year through starting, I mean, Down to the Nub started in 2020 as well. And we have met so many people that we would not have normally come across, have our paths cross at all. And it's been an amazing, amazing year for that. And so many people have reached out to us and said positive things of what they've gotten from the show, whether it's the lives, the pre-record like this or anything. Yeah. There, there is a positive to all of you watchers and listeners. There is a positive that happened this year, and like Brandon said, do the bleep bloop bleeps in the thingamajig with the dingy ding. But you, and all you that can't say stuff. those things because you actually know what they do. I just, I gotta pretend. Because <laughs> <laughs> if we're both just trying to bleep bloop our way through this, man, I don't know how this is even getting put on. There we go. 
Well, I'll, I'll take care of that. Thank but yeah, you. put it down in the comments. Put something positive that happened this year, whatever it is. And if you can't think of anything, then you know what? Shame on you for not looking hard enough to see that you're still alive, that you yeah. have a place to live, that you were able to eat food today, whatever it is. Well, I think it's important to understand that when a forest burns down, it's not always a bad thing because it's fertilizing the ground. And when a, when a, especially like a pine tree, you think about that, when a pine tree catches fire, um, yeah, there's the destruction of the tree. But what happens is it opens up the, the closed pine cones. It releases the seeds into fertile ground so that more trees can grow from that. Yep. So in a year like 2020, where it feels like everything is burnt to the ground and a lot of things actually have, yeah. um, especially there in California when the whole state was on fire. My gosh. Um, but multiple times. Yeah, just but the beauty that comes from that years later the growth that comes from that, I mean, it's it's a natural occurrence that happens. Um, not all of the ones in California were that way, but yeah. in nature, it naturally occurs so that it can cycle through and it can continue to to develop and grow that forest. So that's what cleans the underbrush that chokes down the larger trees. Like it, it, that's that's a part of the cycle. So if you can see that, then you can start seeing the beauty in that what seems like such a destructive moment. Mm-hmm. There, there's no way to put it. There's always a positive that comes out of a negative, and God uses those things. I mean, you can go biblical and Bible verse. God chooses the foolish things, foolish things of the world to shame the wise, and the weak things of the world to shame the strong. Yeah. And what we see as being foolish and weak, and that makes no sense, and that's just dumb. God chooses to have victory in, and He does have victory in, and He will have the victory in, and. It, there's no other way to look at it in my mind. No, I mean, dude, my, I've, I've said it a hundred times. My greatest, my greatest moments have been uh, at the end of adversity. And looking back, you know, when you're going through it, yeah, man, it sucks. When, man, when that when that forest is on fire in your life, it sucks. Mm-hmm. But then when you get to see the beauty of it on the other side, it's like, man, that's so cool. And sometimes things need to burn down so you can see what's behind it. Because yeah. when you're stuck in the middle of that forest, man, you can't see the way out. Sometimes it's got to burn down around you just to find that path. Yep. So there, there's there's beauty in there. Find it, bleep bloop it down in the box below, um, and and make it happen. Because we just, I mean, I love hearing the beauty and what people find. I love hearing the positivity. Mm-hmm. There's so much negativity out there. I'm so freaking sick and tired of it that's why i've unplugged so much like you notice i'm hardly on facebook i'm mm-hmm. like never on instagram anymore like i've unplugged from all of it i had a guy over today who was telling me some stuff and he's like oh did you hear about this going on in georgia right now and this recount and the revote and blah 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 but i'm like i didn't even know any of that was happening there's yeah. who's our president <laughs> like mm-hmm. what's even going on there because uh, last time i heard orange man bad and lawsuit and uh sleepy joe and I, I don't know like i don't know what's going on around here it just doesn't matter anymore it just doesn't matter. It's out of my hands. So why be mad about it? Focus on it. Let's get on with what I can affect in my life, which is my walk with Christ. Well, and look at how many times in our country when people go, Oh, that was a bad decision or that's a bad leader. We always get through it. We always find ways to persevere. We always yeah. find ways to improve ourselves. This is no different. Yeah. I could change the demographics of who we are and the DNA of the country and all these different things. But you know what? We are here for such a small blip in time of history. Yeah. So 
we're going to get through it. We're going to endure it. And for some, it'll be an amazing time. For some, it may be challenging, but you're still going to get through it. Well, yeah, you think about it, man. If you live to 100 years old or even just the average age of 75 and, you know, what's a four-year cycle in a presidency, you know, you could, you could, you're going to experience less than 20 presidents if there's never a dual term. Yeah. So in a, if everybody's a dual term, you're going to experience even less than that. You're going to experience mm-hmm. less than eight presidents. Yeah. So it's like, man, how many cycles are you really going to experience and what's that going to really affect and just you know, if you focus so much on that, you miss out on so much more. Yeah. So why let all that stuff drive you down and, and dictate who you are? Now, obviously, if stuff comes up and laws are changing, rules are changing, all that kind of stuff, then you start looking elsewhere and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Then you adjust where you're at. But why let the worries and concerns dictate who you are today? Yeah. Because if you need to, it, let's say everything changes and they, they start killing Christians and all this kinds of stuff, like one, I'm willing to stand up and fight for that. But if there has to be an exodus, I would rather have the exodus knowing that I've been con- continuing to grow my walk with Christ, grow my family, uh, the trust in my family, all those types of things. I'd, I'd rather know that I've lived life during that time so that when we move life, we can continue to live versus trying to figure out where we are because we haven't been living the whole time. Yeah. If that makes any sense at all, I don't know, but it makes sense in my brain. Which is a scary place to be. And the fact that I understood that means it made sense or I okay. know so well, I understand <laughs> which could be another scary situation. There's a lot of cartoons that play up here when thoughts come in. It's, it's mostly cartoon. Your brain and cartoons. Oh, man. <laughs> it is, dude. Like, seriously, like, so much stuff that goes on in my brain is just cartoons. It, it's cool, man. It's maybe it's childish. I don't know, but it, it helps it make sense. It paints a picture, like, no pun intended. It, it keeps you in your happy place. It does. It really does, man. I get to watch cartoons all day long. Yes. Yeah. Every child's dream. Isn't it, though? Yeah. I love it. Yep. Like even even you right now, you look like a cartoon character to me. <laughs> cartoon oh, Tim. There we go. And cartoons they're just not what they were before. And my ten year old oh. loves Vin Diesel did a spin off of Fast and Furious and there's Fast and Furious Spy Racers and total animated, you know, series and all that. She's and kidding, kidding me. Yeah, no, I'm not kidding. And my 10-year-old has fallen in love with it because I love the Fast and Furious saga. I just, I, I'm, that's just, I love it. Uh, he messaged me like three days ago. I was out and about doing different things. I don't remember what it was. And a message pops up and it's Micah. And he goes in all caps, Dad, I just checked. They're releasing season three of Fast and Furious Spy Racers the day after Christmas. So guess what we get to do? And Binge watch. I had to break his heart for a little bit because we're going to my parents to celebrate Christmas the day after Christmas. So I, I, I didn't respond intentionally. I said, that's awesome. They're coming out with a new season. And then I got home and I said, but you know, we're going to be at grandma and grandpa's that day. Right. And he, his face went from oh, a new season to, Oh, and then he goes, well, how long are we going to be there? <laughs> um, I, I don't know turbo, but we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll definitely watch it together, but it I'm was just, yeah. I, I'm sensing that you're going to get home from, um, uh, your parents and then you're going to sit down and you're both going to enjoy a cup of turbo jet coffee so he can stay up and binge watch all night with you. 
I am all for that. You know what? The, I'm glad it wasn't coffee, but <laughs> two two mornings ago, yeah, two mornings ago, oh, when I had Saturday morning men's group. Yeah. And I get up and I'm making my coffee and I'm getting ready for it and doing all that. And he goes, oh, you're making coffee. Can I make a hot chocolate? And I thought, oh, it's already starting. The seed is planted and you yeah. want something warm in the morning. It's, it's coming. So a few more years, yeah, we'll give you some coffee here, some coffee mm-hmm. there. And I was like, oh, yeah, that, that stage is coming. And he's just growing a ton this year. And, I mean, physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, uh, and it's it's cool to see how the children God entrusts us with grow, and we get to see how God views us. But I've just seen so much growth in him and some crazy realizations the last couple of days. We had some phenomenal conversations, especially yesterday, where he got to share some of his heart, and I'm not going to go into it now because it's just not the right place for it. But it it's it's just a proud time in where he is being 10 years old and he got he's wanted one and for a long time he's wanted a watch a wristwatch he wanted a smart one and my line to him is well you're smart you can have a watch so there it's a smart watch and he's like yeah dad that was the dumbest thing you've ever told me yeah and bad dad joke and 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 yeah that was basically his reaction to it Mm -hmm. but something as simple and silly as seeing my 10 year old with a wristwatch on was like yeah Oh, you've hit that stage and you look so much older now just by having a watch on your wrist. And it's not, you know, a little like Pokemon or Spider-Man. It's like a legit watch that has, you know, an alarm on it and the backlight and you can go swimming with it and all those different things. You know, it was just like, oh, you're in that next season of life. Mm -hmm. But I know that next season is so exciting and fun, especially with what he's getting into. I mean, we got to talk about baptism and communion and all of that a couple days ago. And I'm just like, I sense God preparing his little heart because that's just how I view him. His little heart for making the decision on his own. It's never going to be a forced thing by Aaron or I to make a decision for Christ and I mean, we had the conversation and I said, so when you're ready to make that decision and understand what it means, then we'll talk more and we'll go from there. And, you know, part of me, of course, as the dad, and the, you know, the spiritual leader of the house was just like, oh, I'd love it if you say, dad, I want to talk more about that now. But of course, right. I'm not going to force anything. And I just said, so when you're ready and he goes, OK, dad, I'll let you know. I, I think it's coming soon, but I'll let you know. And I just thought that is the best answer I love that he kids. could have given because it was just pure honesty of like, I understand it, but I'm not ready yet. And yeah. I can acknowledge that even I'm only 10 years old, but I can acknowledge that because I was, I was his age actually when I gave my life to Christ. And so it's like, okay, I know it's, I know it's on its way, but I can't wait for that moment. And, and just so much growth in him and in Jeremiah, also my seven-year-old, but specifically Micah, my 10-year-old, He's just grown so much this year, and in the last few months especially. Well, I'll tell you this. Wait until you see him pulling out of the driveway in his own car. Aaron will cry a river, and (laughs) I will sit there with a smile on my face and go, don't peel out too much because your mom will kill me Yeah, because I may just wink and nudge and be like, yeah, light him up. Yeah, light it up. Yeah, Yeah, spin those tires. (laughs) Light him up. Just a little, and and then go. Yeah. Yeah. I was... When we were test driving uh, Manaya's truck, uh, I did a little brake stand, and she was impressed. I had to show her how to do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, I need to do that. <laughs> I was like, realize you're buying tires. 
So uh, when you do this, you're destroying the rubber on your own tires that you have to pay for. Yes. And so, on trucks and Jeeps, they're not cheap. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, I, you know, I can't wait. Man, I, I just I love seeing that growth, man. I love seeing the genuine part of children. And that yeah. that's just so freaking awesome to just hear a child just being genuine and, and just real and understanding where they are. And mm-hmm. it's even more important for um, for a father and a mother to be accepting of that mm-hmm. and supportive of that. Um, and be the example, not the force, mm-hmm. uh, behind a decision. And, um, that, that's, that's what I've gotten experienced the last few years just in my family is just being, just being the example, not the force. And being present to know yeah. the difference and where they are and what they need in that moment so that you don't come across as forcing it, even though you think you're just being, you know, innocent in what's happening. Right. There's gotta right. be wisdom in it. Oh, there has to be. Mm-hmm. There, there has to be, man. And that, that's exciting, man. I'm excited for the moments for you, man. And, and dude, like we talked about at the beginning of this, man, April coming up with your dad being there, and oh, yeah. uh, that, that's going to be uh, that's going to be such a, a special, cool moment. And and I know that um, I know that when before we get up to that camp, man, as we enter the gates, that uh, we're gonna we're, we need to stop and just be praying and be intentional about that and make sure that everybody's hearts are pure and ready mm-hmm. uh, for whatever is brought. Yep. It's That's going to be, be cool. Oh, this is going to be ama- It's going to be more than good. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be, it's going to be life changing, man. It's going to be relationship changing. Uh, it's going to, it's, Oh, I tell you, man, I am so excited for this April. I, I can't, yeah. I look over the list. This is the first time I've actually made a list of who's going and I've did a, you, you'd be proud, man. I got this whole Excel sheet with like check wow. marks and everything, man. It's like, it's a, a, a friend of mine helped me put it together, but I added another column all by myself today. Ooh, uh, look at you! Yeah, yeah. So I'm figuring out the the stuff. I and... was gonna say stuff too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I figured out how to make a big box with little boxes in it, and um, that I can put check marks in. And uh, yeah, it's it's really dude. It's it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. We got twenty guys going up to this up to the camp. Man, 20, 20 guys, incredible. man. Yeah, and there's still more that we're talking to right now. I'm actually might go on and reserve a few tickets because they're running out quick. Yeah. So it's uh, but man, I'm just so excited. We're gonna have 20. I think I truly think that by the end of this, we'll have you know 25 or 30. But um, man, it's just gonna be so cool. And people flying from around the country to come and be a part of this. When there's, when there's something that takes place where God moves, and it's not just a story for the week after it happens but it's a it's an experience that lasts for a lifetime weeks and months after and a lifetime when you're continually immersing yourself in it people gravitate towards that yeah people want that they're thirsty for that they need mm-hmm. that and i mean like getting back to my dad I, it's almost like I'm the parent because I've experienced it before and I'm excited to see how he goes through it and how he experiences and what God does and what he gets from it because I know what is possible and what God can do because of the one time I've been there and I'm going to see it even more being there the second time. 
but like I'm gonna sit back and just like want to look at my dad's reactions and like what God's doing and what God's teaching him and just be like, okay, God, I know what's coming, and just like have this giddy excitement. In some ways, like my dad did with his dad, and his dad's been gone for 38 years now. He passed away of cancer when I was six months old, and uh, my dad led his dad to Christ. And not that this is, you know, that powerful of a moment of coming to know Christ, but knowing how much God can change and mature and, um, and just increase the level of intimacy through a camp like this. It's, it's almost like that kind of experience and mindset for me where it's like, I know what's coming. I know how good this is and I can't wait for you to experience it. I have a different, uh, vision of what's going to happen up there for you ah crap mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm going to be the one that's in a mess <laughs> yep 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 i know i know yeah i, I have a completely different vision of this and i, D- I think don't you make have those agreements <laughs> I, I i'm making this agreement because i think you're going to have that moment that you're that you think you're supposed to be looking over and seeing your dad's reaction and um much like when i went up there to fix my father um my eyes were opened and I, I think that uh, I think this last camp was was excellent for you. There was some there was some some stuff that got brought up and was really cool. But uh, I think this one's going to be. I think you're going to look over and see your father, and you're going to go, ding, 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 and it's and it's nothing against your father. I mean, no. it's not against him, but it's our interpretation of what's gone on in our lives. And and I think you're going to. I think there's going to be all this stuff pop up for you. Mm-hmm. So, and that's why I think it's so great because you think you're going there to see your dad experience something. And I think that that's the time that God's going to just shred you. It's going to be awesome, man. I'm like, oh, I'm bringing an extra box of Kleenex for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I can say it takes one to know one because you were, no joking, you were there this last camp and yeah. you, you got to release that, that little bit that was left that mm-hmm. you were holding on to. And, and I mean, I'm not joking myself. I know that God is going to absolutely work me over, uh, but I'm excited to see what, what realizations my dad has big or small. Uh, I'm, I'm just excited for being at the end of that weekend and just being able to debrief with my dad and shared experiences. Yeah. I'm super stoked for it, man. And and I know that no matter what comes out of this, God's got a plan bigger than us. And oh, yeah. I, I've gone to the last couple of times I've got up there going like, okay, I got this, man. I'm going to just do my thing and, you know, let, let everybody that we've brought come and experience theirs. And that's not how it goes down. <laughs> God takes your agenda and hits delete and throws it out and goes, no, 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 no. You were looking at the wrong agenda. Yeah, I think God was like sipping water and he's like, oh, hold on, turns it to wine and says, hold my wine and mm-hmm. let me get this. And then it it, it happens. So yep. it's going to be awesome. Man. It's so cool. I'm excited. Yay. The only, excited. the only disappointing part in it is it's four months away. Yeah, but that's also a really cool thing, man, because there's an opportunity for, for uh, hearts to be softened, ears to be opened, eyes to be opened. And that's that to me is the huge thing. It's been amazing because there's been a couple of guys that are on our list that we've been talking to and um, a couple of them committed today oh, to going. Awesome. And it was just like, 
uh okay like there are people on our list like that we're sitting here going like eh, i don't think they're gonna go man you know they got this going on they got this and i doubt they're gonna go but let's you know and then also get a phone call like hey sign this guy up hey sign this guy up it's like what the crap so it's like all these check marks i had on the far left of like not committed we need to be praying for these guys have been shifting over to paid in full and it's dude crazy so crazy cool. crazy so so cool and if you guys are wondering what this is about, uh, it's for freedom outreach. Uh, I think it's for freedom outreach.com. If I'm right, dot org, dot org for freedom outreach.org. If you guys want to check it out, please, by all means, check it out. Um, if you're kind of wanting to know a little bit more of what it's about, uh, a lot of it's based on John Eldridge and his teachings from uh, wild at heart. Highly recommend picking up that book, either an audio book or an actual paper form, uh, or both, uh, read it, check it out. Um, amazing if you're a woman listening to this and you want to kind of dive in and figure out some more there's a book called captivating by john aldridge that's also really awesome he just has a way of breaking it down to what it's real not Mm -hmm. the not the sissy like make you feel good stuff Mm -hmm. um there there's it's what's real and what's actually in the bible that that is skipped over a lot of times in, in many teachings so i highly recommend picking up one of those two books check out for freedom uh you'll see that the training camps um so powerful so if you and if you have questions about it want more information or want to know about it please reach out to one of us or mm-hmm. bleep bloop in that box down there uh we'll be happy to reach out to you talk to you about it we don't profit from it this isn't something no. that we get anything out of other than just the joy of knowing that there's been a life-changing experience for you um and i am pretty much at every single one of them yeah. uh, because i went to one my eyes are open and it's like okay i will be here every time yeah. um because i i have to be um for my own sanity, my own health, I need to be there. That's where I get to sharpen my sword. Yep. Well, and for any women that are listening and watching this that go, oh, well, a guy wrote that book. Captivating was written together with John and his wife, Stacy. So there is absolutely female influence, female input, female perspective in that book. So don't think, oh, a guy wrote a book about how to be a woman of God, so he's off base. He can't understand it. It is a beautiful um like mixture of of the male perspective and how to grow as a woman of god from his wife's perspective as well well and how important is it in a relationship i i I love the couples that get together and he reads captivating and she reads wild at heart um because it gives an understanding yeah it's so important to understand like a man's perspective and it's important to understand a woman's perspective and, and to kind of bring those together and understand each other. It's just, it, it's just beautiful. So uh, I just want to put that plug out there. If you guys are interested, check it out for freedom outreach.org, check them out. Uh, and again, if you have questions, let me know if you happen to be on there, you're like, Holy crap. And you hear God and he's like, sign up. And you're like, Hey dude, sign up. Like if Do you hear it. that in your head, like, god's a surfer guy now um yes but if you hear that and you just sign up sign up uh put your church down as house of rejects um that's that's the ministry that we just started it's official um so excited and but put down your church as house of rejects so i know that that's you uh you'll be with us we'll be up there we'll be in the cabin with us it'll be totally awesome it'll be great it'll be huge it'll be great awesome amazing good things huge and uh we'll have you a part of uh, of the crew up there so just let us know that you got signed up we'll throw you on our list and house of rejects of the church yep i love it how we 
basically wrap up this episode the way that we started with commercials. Yeah. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> well, while we're in commercials, if you're watching this on YouTube and you haven't yet done so, please subscribe. Please, uh, uh, yeah, comment type stuff in the box uh, and ring the little dingling and um, <laughs> make things happen. <laughs> Is that how it's supposed to go? Exactly like that. <laughs> you're so patient with me. Uh, it's taken lots of practice, <laughs> but that's going to, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Everybody episode 61 of down to the nub. Thank you so much. If you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening to what God does in our lives and what we learn, what we're still learning, what we will always be learning. Put in the comments, one thing positive. If you want to put more than that, please feel free to do so. Share it with everybody. What positive thing or things happened in 2020? We would love to be able to continue the conversation down in the comments and see what has happened in your life in 2020 and find the blessings, find the good times. But thank you so much for checking out this episode. If you want to connect with us and you're not already on social media, following us, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Down to the Nub. And then we do have our Patreon where if you would like to support the show and what it takes to put it on, patreon.com slash down to the nub. We would be humbly honored if you were able to and felt led to support the show. Couldn't have said it better myself. Boom. Love it. Thank you guys so much for being part of this. We we absolutely love you guys and adore every one of you. And we're coming up to the end of the year. I think we have one or two more episodes this year. Mm-hmm. The next year we have, I think, one release, and then we fire up our lives again. Yes, and then we go live again. So just a reminder, we are not live again until January 10th. Yep. And uh, that's when we go live to kick off 2021 with all of you and get back into live shows and have fun with everybody. I love it. Thank you, guys. We love you. Have a wonderful rest of your day or evening, and we'll catch you guys all on the next one. Yep. Merry Christmas, guys. Take care. Bye-bye.